Hi, this is Penny Lerner, and you're listening to Brothers on Tennis. Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? This is your boy, Isaac. And this is your boy, Bryce. And we are Brothers on Tennis. And folks, we've got a good one today for you. We have got a young lady, Miss Penny Lerner. And Penny is tied to tennis in a way that you will not believe because it's tied to a little bit of food, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And it is going to be such a wonderful, wonderful time speaking with Penny. So, Bryce, I know that you specifically have been involved with one of Penny's events, uh, Care of Brothers on Tennis. Talk to us about what you know about her event and what you know about Miss Penny. Well, I'll tell you what, you know, I have heard about the Taste of Tennis events for, for quite a while, actually. Um, never thought that I'd have an opportunity to participate <laughs> and, and something with them. But yes, we were fortunate enough, I guess maybe about a month ago, a little yeah. bit over a month ago, mm -hmm. we were involved in the um, their Legend series, uh, Cooking with the Legend. So we had John Macro mm -hmm. on there. It was hosted by our good friend our good, Prakash. Our good buddy <laughs> Prakash, yeah. And we had Chef JJ uh, with us. And uh, we cooked a curry chicken. Mm. And I'm not, I'll just be very honest. Mm -hmm. I'm not a big curry fan. Yeah. Um, and let me tell you what, that dish was meant for an entire family, and I ate the whole thing myself that night. It was so, so good. But yeah, I mean, look, she helped bring together two of our personal favorite things. We love tennis. Yes. We love food. Yes. And um, just without further ado, let's go ahead and bring her up, and let's talk about tennis and food with Miss Penny Lerner. Penny, welcome to Brothers on Tennis. Thank you so much, guys. It's great to be here. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Oh, it's so good to have you on, Penny. And and we are just, we were so looking forward to talking to you. I remember talking with Bryce after uh, that Taste of Tennis event and after listening, I mean, just all of the great uh, sh sharings that were done and uh, it was just so, so interesting. The food that was made and the and just Prakash and John and, and just the overall, uh, I don't know, it was just it was just wonderful bringing those two events together. So I, I guess for me, I would love to hear how all of this just came together. How did Taste of Tennis come to be? Wow. So we actually, in 2019, we celebrated the 20th anniversary of the City Taste of Tennis, um, of us hosting that event in New York City, if you can believe that. Um, we had it in Cipriani. We actually had a onstage cooking competition between uh, Serena and Venus Williams, hosted by Richard Blaze, Top Chef style, really fun. Uh, so we've been running this event for quite a bit. Uh, you know, today it's very different than it was about 180 days ago. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, exactly. there are many different things have changed in 2020, and uh, that that has certainly changed the live event experience. But you know, originally, if we go back 20 years ago, it started as just you know, my love for food and my good friends in the industry, my mom's love for tennis and us kind of saying, hey, we think this is important. Not only do like tennis players need to eat, they love to eat and they're international. And not only do chefs, you know, need to create revenue in their restaurants, but they also seem to be a lot of tennis fans in the chef world. Um, and we just kind of started tying the knot that way. And we created our first event again in way back when, 20, 21 years ago at uh, on 49th and Lexington Avenue in the big city. And 
it was a hit. The players came out and they loved it. The chefs came out and they, you know, were excited about it. And we saw that this could be something. This was, you know, something different. Tennis didn't have that yet. They didn't have the events beforehand, you know, where Super Bowl and basketball, we did a lot of work there um, 20 years ago and we saw all the exciting events they did before the actual games. Um, so we, we kind of brought that cachet to tennis and Man, everybody said it's not going to work. Everybody said the tennis players won't show up. Everybody, uh-huh. you know, everybody said something. Um, and me and my mom and uh, Brian, our partner, we just kind of pushed forward and said, this is going to work. And not only is it going to work, it's going to be one of the best off-the-court experiences in tennis worldwide. Um, that was a bold statement back then, you know. And then <laughs> we went, you know, after 10 years of doing it successfully in New York, we moved to Australia we did it five years successfully in Australia. And then we decided, you know what? It's better if we build the brand in America. Uh, let's come yeah. back to America. Let's, you know, let's talk about American cuisine because it was just so popping 10 years ago. There's so many different cultures and so many different, like, experiences here that a lot of players weren't seeing. Um, so we wanted to bring them to to our friends' places, basically. In Miami, we went to first. After Miami, we hit Indian Wells. After Indian Wells, we hit D.C. And then we thought, you know what, it's time to go back to Australia. So in 2019, we actually, um, actually in 2020, this year, uh, we were back in Australia, and we did it again in Australia, and it was just as good as the last time we went. Um, and that's that's kind of how it started and evolved and built. Um you know, now it is, I mean, I think, you know, we've achieved our goal. It's it's one of the coveted carpets um, on the global tennis tour. We had plans to take it to many different places. We have a great title sponsor in City that they were very supportive of a women-owned business in sports. Um, and they wanted to kind of help us get to where we needed to go. And then, you know, of course, we were in L.A. March 6th, I think. We ran an event, a, a City Taste of Tennis at the Riviera Country Club. Maria Sharapova, John McEnroe, Naomi Osaka, Amanda Nisimova, Michael Chang, wonderful event. I drove the next day to Indian Wells and we were like, this might be it. Um, got on, you know, canceled the event, got on a flight home, got home and, you know, basketball was canceled. Tom, you know, who, who was it? Tom Hanks had, you know, COVID yeah. and we yeah. thought, wow, um, what are we going to do? You know, our industries are crashing. Our people are crashing. Everybody's sad and nervous. And what can we do to help them? Um, and that's when we started kind of our hashtag, what's in your kitchen, you know, showing the tennis players, you know, on our Instagram and through Zoom and, you know, our chefs and trying to promote what they did um, and were doing and specials they were having. And, and then as that kind of built out, we thought, okay, now how do we take the magic of the live event experience and actually bring it to people's homes? How do we make them feel really special um, and different? And that's how we came up with the City Taste of Tennis Legend series is, you know, when do you ever get to go to John McEnroe's house? You know what I mean? When right, do you get right. to like, you know, even chefs like Chef J.J. Johnson, a young up and coming guy, like. When do you get to go in his house? You know, you usually see him walking around Harlem or at field trip or, you know, if you're lucky, you get him at a special event in any of the other major markets that he's in. But you never get to go in their homes. Um, so we created this, you know, City Taste of Tennis Legend series. And it was it was a hit. In fact, we're doing another one in December, another round of three. So that's oh, pretty awesome. exciting. 
that in a nutshell is our story in 20 years wrapped up in you know three minutes <laughs> <laughs> well i wanted to ask you a question the yep. very first cooking demo that you had at your first event, I believe, was that the one where it was Agassi and Emeril Lagasse? Yeah, so this was probably one of my favorite moments. We had, I don't know if you guys have seen the pictures, but I had this big, beautiful Viking stage come in, and I was like, oh, what am I going to do with this, you know? <laughs> um, and luckily, I had a connection with Emeril. He was in New York, and I'm like, oh, okay, you know, and I was fairly young at the time, you know, my 20s, and I'm like, okay, let's get Emeril, you know, the big bam, you know, and um, my mom, you know, had been in tennis for a long time, worked at the U.S. Open. She had a wonderful relationship with um, with Andre. And so we had ah. asked him to come out. Yeah, it was my mom had incredible relationships with many athletes, but Andre was one of them that he actually helped us start the taste of the city taste of tennis, um, oh. along with Andy Roddick um, and some of those older players really helped us amplify our brand and you know they did things for us with out of the generosity of their heart which was really amazing at that time um we are forever grateful for a guy like andre and andy but so andre decided to come out we got emerald out and i remember someone said to me did you make a step and repeat and i was like a what and they're like you know a step and repeat with the logos I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. So I got <laughs> and made a board, like one of those old boards. And I just put logos on them and put them on this beautiful Viking stage. And yeah, then Andre and Emerald came out the entire room. We had like uh, over a hundred press in this tiny room and we were all sweaty wow. and the bulbs were flashing. And <laughs> it was at that moment where I'm like, we, we have something here. We, I know we do. We just gotta get past the naysayers and make it happen. Uh, that that is such an amazing story, and and so if you could connect the dots for me here on something, I know that you and your mom are the co-founders and the CEO and president of AYS Sports Marketing. It's kind of is this like a which came first, the chicken or the egg? Did you have the company first, or did you have taste of tennis first? You know, which kind of birthed the other? We actually had the company first. Um... We started the company 25 years ago um, with the idea of helping athletes. You know, at that time, I mean, athletes are still super young, but I was I was pretty young too, my very early 20s, and they were bringing a lot of, you know, uh, hockey players to Philadelphia, and they were young and they didn't know what to do or where to go, or and so my mom and I had decided we were gonna, you know, come together and try and run some events for these guys and then show them also what our city was all about. Cause Philly's a pretty big city, you know, and you get here and it's like, wait, what, where am I supposed to live? What am I supposed to do? You know? Um, I mean, today athletes have, you know, so much more. Right. Um, but right. you know, 25 years ago, they just came to cities and were kind of dropped off and like, good luck. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, like that doesn't happen anymore because they're bred to be superstars. But back then it was, um, you know, they dropped them off and we tried to help them out and find restaurants. We also worked a lot in the NBA. We worked, my God, with Allen Iverson, you know, in, when he was here. And we did a lot of the work, you know, for him, his basketball tournaments, his charity events, his team with Gary Moore. Um, so we did a lot of Super Bowl stuff with ESPN. We were basically like, you know, hospitality managers and event creation people. Um and then that's kind of rolled over into what can we, what can we own? Because at some point as an entrepreneur, your your mind switches to 
you know, it's great working for other people. It's great being the scapegoat, but what can we own? What can I do that's mine that I can build and I can use my creativity and I can, you know, cry when it's awful and celebrate when it's great. <laughs> um, and that's, right. that's how the taste was formed. Mm -hmm. and, and, and Penny, question for you. So I, I remember you were saying that, you know, your mother was the tennis side and you were sort of the foodie. So were you, I, are you just a lover of food or were you a chef or were you, I mean, take us through sort of your, what does that look like for you as it relates to your tie with food? So I've always had a complicated relationship with food. I saw this, I love food. I'm, I'm, very passionate about the smells of food, the looks of food, but I've had a complicated diet since I've been 17. I became, I was like a hardcore vegetarian, um, it, for several reasons. And then I've slowly walked out of that for different circumstances in my life. Um, but I love going to restaurants. I love being around, um, food. And I just think food always brought out the best in me. Um, I'm always, a you know, I'm a pretty straightforward, let's go right now person. And when there's food on the table, I'm a little bit more relaxed. And I'm like, maybe the next <laughs> meal we'll talk about it, you know. Right? Um, and I've just learned that, you know, food is, it's just something that makes me really happy, even if I'm not eating it, you know. Um, but if I'm around it, it just, you know, I just like seeing that people have food in front of them. I like being part of the process. Um, I love cooking. Um, and at, you know, still now, but certainly 25, 30 years ago, a lot of my friends were in the restaurant business. In fact, my husband, I met him, he owned a restaurant. <laughs> so wow. that's where we met. We met in the restaurant and, you know, had two children quickly and decided maybe put the restaurant away for a little bit. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think food has just been around me. Um, and because I have, a you know, just a complicated relationship with it. I just love it. Um, I love the flavors. I love learning cultures through food. Um, it's, 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 you know, the great evening ground, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's, it's what brings people together. I mean, food to me, food, food and music. I mean, yep. those are the yeah, two things right. that in my opinion, you know, if you bring some good food together, it, it's hard to be mad at somebody when you eat on something that's, that's, that's right. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's, right. <laughs> yep. that's exactly right. Mm -hmm. and, and to add to that, you were mentioning that you're in Philadelphia and although Isaac and I are both here in Southern California, we absolutely love Philadelphia. Yes. As a matter of fact, what we do, you know, every year when we go to the U.S. Open, we then go spend some days afterwards in Philadelphia. We have right. some very good friends that live in Philly. So I've been going to Philly once a year for years mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I, I'm hoping with all this Rona stuff <laughs> and potentially a, a vaccine coming out soon yes. that we can resume doing that this year, you know, going to the U.S. Open and, and hitting Philadelphia afterwards. Yeah, we would we would love the company. It's <laughs> 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 a little hurt these days. We're uh, we're feeling a little, you know, sad and, you know, then super happy. But um, we have a great food scene here. We we actually have a great scene in Philadelphia. I think we're just underrated because we're stuck in the middle of D.C. and, and, and New York. But I just did a photo shoot the other day for some new content and I used all of my Philly favorites and we just have undiscovered talent here. That's awesome. Um, and Philly has a very real feel to it, I think. And I'm sure you guys see that if you if you've come to Philly, you know, it's 
it's very real. It feels really, um, you know, it feels really right uh, because people don't leave Philadelphia. You know what I mean? We, right. we stay here. You know, we have this incredible stick rate compared to the other big cities. And, you know, it makes it feel like you, you know, like it's a small town in a big city type of thing. Exactly. Um, yeah. And, you know, two of our staple restaurants are we always do a big dinner at Del Frisco's downtown. Yeah. Uh, and we also have to hit Miss Tootsie's. Tootsie's. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. It's amazing. I'm glad you guys love it. A lot of people just drive right by us, but we're, we're I think we're, you know, we push the borders. People are noticing us. So come back. We need the oh, visitors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we most definitely will. And Penny, talk to us, though. Now, you said that you did 10 years in New York, and then you decided to go to Australia or expand to Australia, I should say. So did you actually move there, or were you just kind of traveling back and forth for the events? We uh, traveled back and forth, yeah. We, um, yeah, it was pretty, it's, it's really far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we traveled back and forth. Um, we did the event in New York and then we would go to Australia and the Tate the, you know, the city taste of tennis obviously is a big part of our business, but it's not our only part. We also have this consultation business that, you know, talks about live events and sponsorships and partnerships and like the BVI is one of our partners and we're actually working with them now. Like this weekend we started the BVI dine out. So even though we're not there, we're usually there for the month of November. Um, like I'll send one person from the staff, but since we're not there, they're doing it all, you know, there and we're just directing them and talking to them about it and consulting them from here. But it's all about food, right? And you want to know, yeah. you, know you want to go to the restaurants in the BBI and experience their cuisine, you know, th these are opportunities, but that's, that's what we do. We take food and we tie it into our own events and then we, you know, we build it out to other events. Um, yeah. So in Australia, we, we went back and forth. We would pretty much spend the month in, of January over there. Mm -hmm. wow. Okay. Okay. So with all of these events that you've had over the past 20 years with these great, you know, chefs and great athletes, we know you have a couple of really good stories. Yeah, Penny, come on. So, you know, <laughs> since this is Brothers on Tennis, do you have any good stories with any of the tennis people that we might know uh, that our listeners would enjoy hearing about? <laughs> Well, I can tell you like a funny story, like a sister's story, almost um, a family story. I was on the carpet once and I was there with Venus because she had come a little earlier and we were doing some interviews. And then Serena came shortly thereafter, probably like five minutes and came right on the carpet next to Venus, um, which was a really big moment for me to have both of them right. on, on this carpet together. And I mean, they're both incredible. Like. Thank yes. God for them too. They have helped us pioneer my company and oh, awesome. my brand. They're incredible women. But I was like, I'm standing on the carpet. I'm really nervous. I'm sweating because you have these two superstars um, and they're being interviewed, I think, by Extra. And all of a sudden, Serena looks at Venus like for the first time, you know, because she hadn't really looked at her. She was looking at everybody else. And she's like, wait, she's like, wait, are you wearing my dress? <laughs> and all of a sudden like it clicked to me you know these are family members you know as much as like we see them as these incredibly talented entrepreneurs and pioneers um in their in their lives and in their sport and business um 
they're really just sisters. And Venus went in Serena's closet and took her dress. <laughs> I thought that was just so unique and such a different um, experience altogether. That it kind awesome. of shifted a lot for me from that moment on. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness, that yeah. is crazy. Now, is there a particular tennis player uh, that has not participated in one of your events yet that's kind of on your list to get? Yeah, who's on the radar? Well, so we love Rafa. He has okay. participated. He, he has, again, he has a deep relationship with my mom, Judy, um, and he has participated in the past. But every time he comes, it's like the first time. Um, we, <laughs> yeah. we love working with him. We love his team. Um, we're always, always have an eye on him. But honestly, right now we're looking at the younger talent. I'm looking to see you know, who's there. We had Coco Goff come this year, um, which I thought was really fun. And she walked oh. the carpet and she's like, that's like the second carpet I ever walked, you know, and you <laughs> realize she's like, you know, 16 or, you know, you forget. Um, so I think, you know, young or old, we, we always have our eye on who's, who's unattainable. We, you know, there are some that will just never come. And there are some that you look to just make repeats or surprises every couple of years. Um, you know, and then the young talent coming up, who's who's coming up and who do we think will be that person? Because some people don't make sense. Like, I remember a couple of years ago, you know, I was watching a lot of like Gael Monfi and watching mm -hmm. his talent and just, you know, how athletic he is. Um, right. And yes. we went after him. He had never come to our event. And he's like the greatest city taste of tennis you know, person to come because last year, I think in 2019, I had this um, Indian dole drummer come out and she was like banging on the drums and Gael starts just like dancing and moving. <laughs> Elena's dancing and they were like, had this incredible moment because um, he's he's the type of guy who can find a moment within a moment, you know, right, yes. the Bryan brothers too. Like we actually had talk of funny experiences. We were, this is Indian Wells probably three years ago. And our chef that year was Richard Blaze. And, you know, he's a big showboat guy, right? Things oh, yeah. are really fabulous and big and top <laughs> chef with him. And he says to Bob and Mike, he's like, so it's the very end. And he's like, so, you know, I see that you guys do this chest bump thing and I want to, you know, try it out. Like, I think it looks really cool and I want to try it out. And they were like, okay, cool. And they're on this <laughs> tiny stage with this food around them and all of a sudden they go up for a chest bump and Richard almost falls off the stage. <laughs> he didn't realize that it's a real chest bump from two professional athletes. Exactly. Know? Yeah, that's nothing to play around with. The Brian Brothers chest bump right. is legendary. Come right. on, you don't play it's with legendary. it. It's legendary. He almost flew off the stage. We have pictures of it. It's hilarious. That's mm -hmm. funny because I've seen Richard Blaze. It looks like he's in real good shape these days. I wonder if that chest bump got him got him picking yeah. him. He was in good you just I don't think you expect it like two very athletically fit tennis players because they're not football players they don't look big but they're they're pretty strong they got yeah. that, right. that tennis strength exactly they got that tennis strength that <laughs> but you're not looking mm -hmm. that's right and so Penny talk to us about the well who we call our goat though now, what about Roger has he ever attended the event or, or is, is he someone that hopefully you know uh, if he hasn't you can get in the future Listen, he's always, you know, he's the big fish, right? He's like that <laughs> big tuna where you go and you just keep, you keep fishing for the big tuna. Um, <laughs> you know, I tell Tony, his agent, I mean, we're all friendly. Tennis is small. I'm like, anytime, 
Anytime <laughs> wants to come, we're right. The doors are open. <laughs> right here. We're not so going we're anywhere. Up. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Who wouldn't want Roger? I mean, he's he's an incredible athlete, right? Um, exactly. All of the top. We want them all. There's no one we would ever say no to. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about kind of the future a little bit. So we know that you've gotten, you know, Taste of Tennis very well established. And, it, you know, like I said, we're so excited uh, to be working with you guys. Um, what What's kind of on the horizon for you? What's kind of the next big thing that you're looking at really wanting to do or maybe add to the, to the program? Um, is there anything to share there? So I think for us, um, we're just getting our head wrapped around, you know, that 180 go days ago is very different than today, right? So we've, we're into this digital space, um, creating these legend series at home. And now we've been really working on what does 2021 mean to us? How do we incorporate this digital space, um, use all of those, you know, great new, wonderful digital assets that the world has put in front of us. And then how do we go back? What does it look like? Do we want to be the same event that we were? Or do we want to shift a little bit and be something a little bit different? Um, and those are things, you know, we, we added live music over the past few years. So I think there's a lot of, you know, the, I think the great gift COVID gave to us right if we can call it a gift is, <laughs> right, you know right. it's the opportunity to sit back enjoy your family get to know your children again or your husband or your friends um and also get to know your business again because i feel like sometimes you you know you might just do something to do something and now we have the gift of saying is it the right thing to do right yeah. how do we amplify our message or be creative or you know, what are the tools that we now have and how do we turn that into an incredible 2021? Um, how do we pull? We're working a lot with Australia right now and some of our Australian clients. Like, I think the cool part is, is tennis is really global, you know, and this mm -hmm. COVID is a global experience. And we are all going through this like it's the first time like globally that we can all discuss the same topic, you know, so. I have calls with Russia, with Serbia, with China, you know, and we're on Zoom or, you know, whatever, you know, whatever the technology we need to get in touch with a particular country. But it really kind of broke down the borders, you know, and with that, we're trying to break down our borders and say, what what can we bring to the table? We will obviously continue with the digital stuff, um, but our live events are going to, you know, shift, I think, and be a little bit different um, and more malleable. You know, I don't think they need to be such such a box anymore. They can be, you know, um, something much more dynamic. And I think that's Absolutely. what we've learned. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, 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 and Penny, I wanted to ask you, because I know that you've kind of talked about when you spoke about the music piece. Are you guys doing any of that virtually with some of the some of the groups? Are they kind of doing virtual performances with your events now? Because I know I've seen that a little bit more that, you know, again, folks are are having uh, live music, but it's a virtual live music experience, if you will. Is that something that you guys have done or maybe are planning to do with your future events? It's definitely in the um, in the mix because we consider ourselves like a lifestyle brand with the, with the focus obviously in tennis. Um, yeah. But part of you know being that lifestyle is that you know DJ you know D nice and just having mm -hmm. some some feel in the background or start like music is really important. Um, you know, just I think to Americans as a culture and to us as a company. And so figuring out how to 
how do we tie all that together um, again in this new space in this digital space or this live space how do we how do we pull it all in so it so it makes sense and so that the guests walk away you know saying wow that was a great night or I don't feel like I was stuck in my house or I got to meet some really great people or see some really cool things. That's um, that's what we're developing for next year. Gotcha. And Penny, so for our listeners, you know, what are some ways that they can either support what the Taste of Tennis, tennis is doing or even participate in some of the activities? What, what should they look out for? So you can always on any social media form, Instagram, um, Facebook, Twitter, you can tag like hashtag city taste of tennis. You can always follow us at at taste of tennis. Um, and we will, you know, if you tag you at home cooking something, you can, you know, again, use hashtag city taste of tennis and hashtag what's in your kitchen and we will repost it. Um, you can follow our newsletter and find out, you know, the events and announcements that we're going to be making soon about opportunities where you can join from at home or potentially in person, depending on where you live in the world. Um, you know, and then we have Instagram lives that we're constantly promoting with different tennis players from across the world. Um, I also tell people to reach out directly to me, find me on Instagram. And if you have an idea or you want to cook at home or you're a tennis coach and have a really cool recipe that you want to share with the world, like, Hit me up because those are where our <laughs> best ideas come from. You know, they really, you find ideas in people's creativity, right? Not just by staring at a blank wall forever. That's right. You know? That's um, right. And if we can communicate and have conversation, you know, I, it, I mean, ideas are sparked from little things that people say to me um, and we turn them into really phenomenal, you know, experiences and that, in the end, that's really all that matters anyway, you know? That's right. <laughs> like, you know? Like, so, yeah, I think that's that's what we can do. Just, you know, stay in touch with us. Stay in touch with me and, you know, watch what we're doing. Join what we're doing and give us some suggestions. And we, um, we're open to it all. That's the beauty of running a small business, right? Is that right. in today's world, you know, we can really listen to a lot of people and then create like a, almost a voice for the voiceless, you know, and get out there and, and speak for everybody. Right, right. Absolutely. And Penny, question for you, and I'm just curious about this. Have you actually kind of cooked along with any of the chefs? And and I guess my only other question would be, is there a chef that kind of kind of I don't want to have you call out a favorite because I don't want I don't want any of your chefs <laughs> so to no be like yo but you know do you have a chef that you are just like you know that's 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 my one that's who I kind of follow that's who I kind of try and you know do recipes you know off of or anything like that so I would say that um <laughs> someone my office cooks along right we have someone in the office who um, goes home and she'll cook along with them and take pictures and she tries the meals out so we can tell. Um, and I'm, I'm more of, you know, just to be fair and safe, you know, I, I really enjoy watching all of our chefs and learning from them. There's little trick because I, you know, I eat a little differently and, you know, I, I pick up little traits from, you know, our Instagram lives is probably where I get my best traits um, and my best tips is, you know, we had a guy come on and talk about feta cheese and how to make a feta 
and watermelon um, salad. And I always wondered, like, when you go to a restaurant, why is the feta so perfect? Because in my house, it looks like a hot mess, you know? And it, <laughs> but then he talks about this tip, and he's like, well, you take the feta and you put it in the freezer about 10 minutes before you're going to cut it. And then when you cut it, your feta stays together. You know, so those are like little tips of the trade that, that I pick up off the lives um, more than anything else. Now, on the events, I'm really focused on making the events happy, making sure everybody's, you know, having a good time and the chefs are, you know, are okay and the talent is hanging out. Um, but on the lives, I can kind of sit back and say, wow, even Chef Bombay was on this weekend, who's a New Orleans chef. And my son was, you know, on the whole time. And he, I came home yesterday. He goes, mom, I want to make the salmon that Chef Bombay made. Nice. <laughs> I said, oh, okay. <laughs> We're like, yeah, okay. Yeah, well, we can do, do that. It. <laughs> oh, that is so awesome. And Penny, another question, and just kind of jump into your mom a little bit, because you did say that she was the one that was really tied into the tennis community. And I mean, is there is there an official role that she has? And, and does she play? And does anyone in your family play? Again, just curious questions from 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 uh, from us over here. Yeah. Um, so we all play. Um, oh. My kids are, they all actually play ice hockey and then I beg them to play tennis. So now that my, my two older boys are in high school, they play, they're on like the tennis team in their school. Like they love it. My youngest one is actually fairly good at tennis and he plays. My husband is an avid tennis player. Um, and my mom has been in tennis for as long as I can remember as, you know, a young child, I remember. You know, now this is a time when Ebel US Pro Indoor, yeah, Ebel US Pro Indoor used to be here in Philadelphia. I don't know if you guys remember mm -hmm. that tournament. Uh, yeah. mm -hmm. Like way back, like when Pete Sampras was 15. <laughs> 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 but they used to house the players in homes, you know, um, and they would stay at our house, you know. So we have, I have like a deep, you know, culture of growing up with, you know, international people in and out of my house um, because of my mom. Um, and that's actually the first, talking about Ebel, if you guys remember that tournament, it was an ATP tournament here. And I remember, I must have been in either fourth or fifth grade. And my mom came home with these watches just because Ebel was a watch company and they were chocolate watches. And I remember when we started the taste, I would always refer to these chocolate watches my mom got from, you know, 25 years before that. So it was like 40 years ago that she brought them <laughs> to our house. Like, you know, they were like a, the gift of the tournament that people got was like a chocolate Ebel watch. Wow. <laughs> so maybe that had something to do with it. I don't know. I was about to say, yeah. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But my mom's a special woman. She has really, she's a giver. I like to say, you know, there are givers and takers, and then there are people in the middle. Um, my mom is a giver, and many athletes from across the board in all sports have just appreciated her ability to give without asking and never wanting she never ever wanted or sought anything from it she just did to make people feel better um and her working at the u.s open for all those years in the referee's office under brian early and working oh, okay. under alan mills at the um yep. sony erickson you know um back when tennis was maybe a little friendlier on the corporate side but she she did all of that um and players respected her for that and they did favors for her and you know, a couple of those players that I mentioned are the reason we're in business. Um, they helped us get to where we needed to go and a couple agents, you know, a lot of naysayers, but all you need in, in life is just a couple to pull you up when you're down.
You know, that is um, so true. That is exactly. Lead you right. over the mountain when you're climbing it. You know, that <laughs> those are the people that helped us become who we are. Yeah. And it's really good to hear those success stories. And, and you know, that's one of the things I really do like about the tennis community because yeah. there are so many examples of where you've seen the community come together to yep. support something. Absolutely. And, you know, with tennis being a global sport, I think it just sends such a positive message um, as to how we can be as people. That's you know, right. exactly. really. Shout out um, to Mama Judy. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hopefully yeah, we'll get a chance about, to meet her one day. Yes. Yeah. She's wonderful. And how about this story? My first ticket buyer for the Taste of Tennis 20 years ago was a guy named Vikas Luthris, right? Um, now, Vikas and I are still friends. We still talk. Um, he's from India. So Vikas last year, he's been coming on and off to the Taste for 20, you know, some odd years. He comes to Miami sometimes. Last year, he invited me to go to this special dinner that he was hosting, Um and at the dinner were the Armitage brothers, right? Both of them. Oh, okay. And Arnott, right? So, Arnott, right. And Stephen. And I'm there. We have this incredible dinner. It's me and my mom. And, you know, there's probably 10, 12 of us, right? And we hear these stories. And I fall in love with our Armitage family. I mean, I was like, you guys are so special. I never laughed so hard. We had such a good <laughs> time, right? Right in the middle of the open. And then, like, a couple months later, I met... Um, Prakash at the Miami Open and I was like what a what an amazing soul like how do we figure this all out I couldn't figure it out as the time went on um, and then all of a sudden you know the world shifts and you know I DM Prakash and now we're all working together right because that's tennis because the families also take care of the families right right and that's interesting because we interviewed Prakash uh, maybe about yeah, a month ago, so, yeah. and he told the story from his side uh, of uh, how he got involved with City with a taste of tennis, yeah. and and yeah, that's once once again just a great example of how the tennis community comes together. Yes, and uh, and we appreciate you coming on to our podcast uh, and sharing with us the history of Taste of Tennis and our listeners get to understand it a little bit better and how they can be involved. And like I said, we absolutely enjoyed um, the the involvement we had with Zach and Rowe with Chef J.J. Johnson and, and our good friend Prakash. Uh, and really look forward to doing more things with you and your organization in the future. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's great to it's great to talk, get to know you guys, and let you know a little bit about me. There's a so, future coming. We just got to get there, right? Absolutely. That's right. That's right. So, any final words you want to share with our audience? Um, I would just say, tennis is a great sport, not only for you know to play, but to be involved with. Um, it's really full of people that that care at the right time, you know, um, and I think that that's really important. It's, you know, we've got both sides of the story, obviously, but it's a good place to be to, you know, in such a tough world right now in sports. Um, everybody's so confused that it's nice to have a community to be able to rely on. Um, and that is surely what tennis is. No matter if we're beaten and bruised like the rest of the world is, we um, there's a couple really good gems in our in our um, in our wheelhouse. But, in, right. but you know, um, so I love it. I just say keep playing, keep eating, 
you know, and keep toasting and let's get past this and then come to Philadelphia and enjoy it and we'll have lunch. <laughs> there you go. Yes, absolutely. And listeners, there you go. That was Penny Lerner, um, CEO of AYS Sports Marketing and the host of Taste of Tennis. Yes. So like we've stated before, we're going to continue bringing you interviews through the rest of this year because the tennis is basically done for 2020. Wrapping up. Uh, and we have some good ones coming up for you. So continue to listen in and continue to enjoy. So with that, we thank Penny again for coming on. But this has been your boy Bryce. And this is your boy Isaac. And we are Brothers on Tennis. Take care and we'll talk to you soon.